The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our reading today is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 13 to 16. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, and they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for yet another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. As I speak, O Lord, I ask for your intervention, that you bless my voice. Bless me, O God, inspire me as I speak that those who will hear this podcast will be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of this podcast is The Ultimate Pilgrim. The Ultimate Pilgrim. As Christians, we are on a very important journey here on earth. But sometimes it is so easy to forget this fact as we allow ourselves to be overtaken by the things of this life. So we make light of this great privilege to be counted as followers of Jesus Christ and as pilgrim. The word pilgrim originated from the Latin language, which basically translates as foreigners, stranger, traveler, homeless, and wanderer. I'm not sure how many Christians in 2019 would like to identify with these adjectives, but the truth is, that's who we are, and that's how God sees us. The Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, nobody who serves in the military gets tied up with civilian matters so that they can please the one who recruited them. And you see, my friends, we are in this world. We are Christians in this world. And so we call Christians because we are followers of Jesus Christ. That means Jesus Christ is the one who calls the shots. But once we begin to allow 
external influences to call the shots for us, then we are in trouble. These days, Christians are so engrossed with many, many issues that are of no eternal consequence. Preachers of the gospel preach about material breakthroughs. They sought to be worshipped as heroes. They want to be considered as celebrities. And on the other hand, the members of the churches and adherents of churches seek to hear pleasing messages that sits well with them. But God's word says this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 5. You are going to find that there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickles their fancy. They will turn their backs on truth and chase mirages, but you... Keep your eyes on what you are doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. This was the advice to young Timothy. And this advice is fitting for us today, for you and me in 2019, how we must focus, how we must expect to hear the word of God the way it should be, how we must seek to listen to what God have to say rather than the fancy things, fancy words of fancy preachers. And God is saying to us today, to you and to me, that that is where we belong because you and I are the ultimate pilgrims. This time, not to Mecca or to Jerusalem or somewhere else, but to the other side of eternity, which is much, much, much more than any other thing that eyes have seen or ears have heard. Brothers and sisters, considering these words, we are encouraged to constantly look into our lives as we journey in this life. This is why the writer of Corinthians invited his recipient as he says, examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? Now, the Apostle Paul is saying to us that there's a need for us to constantly evaluate our lives, to see, to test ourselves, and to consider the things we do, consider how we live our Christian life, whether it has eternal consequence on us at all. There are so many distractions today in our world, but you and I have been called, you and I have been invited to consider, to examine how we live our lives because we are in Christ, because you and I are on a pilgrim. And the word say, unless, of course, we fail the test. And I hope that is not the case with you this morning, my brother. And I hope that is not the case with you this morning, my sister. Let me tell you a brief story about an English guy. His name is John Bunyan. Between 1660 to 1672, John Bunyan was imprisoned in Bedfordshire in England for violating the Coventical Act against the Church of England. So while in prison, he wrote his bestseller called The Pilgrim Progress. 
This book was published in February of 1678, and the book was subsequently translated into over 200 languages. The book is regarded as one of the most significant works in religious English literature. Now, what is the Pilgrim Progress all about? Well, John tells the story of this gentleman called Christian. Christian was stricken by spiritual crisis. Christian is told by a messenger to leave his doomed city and begin a journey of progress towards spiritual achievement. On this pilgrimage, Christian was to meet different characters and face many difficulties as he travels. This story succinctly mirrors our lives as Christians and teaches us not to take for granted what we have or our position in Christ Jesus. As Christians, and contrary to popular opinion that once you become a child of God, once you become born again, then everything is hallelujah, then everything is good, everything stays in place, and you become even better in terms of finances and other things. But my friend, the call to Christianity is not a call to butter and bread. It is a call to take up our crosses and follow. And you know what? The shorter your cross is, the problematic it becomes when you have to use it to cross the corpse that is before us. As you know, we face challenges every day. And because we face these insurmountable challenges does not mean that we have lost our faith, does not mean that God has left us. But what it tells us is that it is not an easy road. It is a narrow way. And very few are able to squeeze themselves through it. And don't forget also that we are told that the devil is moving like a rolling lion seeking for whom he may devour. And that's exactly what is happening. And so my brothers and sisters, for those of you who are facing some kind of problem in your life, I want to encourage you today that do not give up. Do not lose heart because you are on track. The fact that you are a Christian does not exempt you from the troubles that this world has, from the troubles that are around us. It just goes that it is not an easy road. As I speak to you, friends, today, I want you to remember that in many parts of the world, Christians are being persecuted for their faith in Christ. For example, according to the Open Door UK, over 200 million Christians around the world are persecuted because of the simple faith of believing in Christ, because of being called a child of God, because of being a Christian. They are beaten, they are killed, they are forcibly detained, denied education or job opportunities. Their churches and homes are bombed and burned, and their children abducted. This is what is happening, because they believe in Christ. However, 1 Peter 4.16 tells us, If you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. What name? The name of Jesus Christ. The most intriguing thing about these faith sufferers is the fact that unlike their counterparts 
in the free world, their one request when asked always, what do you want us to do for you? They always say, pray for us and nothing else. They are not asking for anything material, but prayer. This is because prayer is like the jaw of life, a rescue tool used by emergency services. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. To cut people out of a mangled accident car. Prayer is the one tool that border guard and religious police cannot stop. Prayer reaches the most remote villages and infiltrates the most inaccessible labor camps. Prayer changes things. The church is shaking. The church is bruised. The church is grieving. But the church is also growing. Not growing as in cathedral, but growing as in increase in people turning their life to Christ every day. The church is enduring. The church is alive. And the church needs our prayers. But for those of us fortunate enough to be living in the so-called free world, should not take for granted the seemingly freedom that we enjoy. Instead, we should continue to check and balance our pilgrim progress by constantly carrying out self-appraisals in the following way. First of all, we must do self-disclosure. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, it says this, So, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Sometimes it's so easy for us to feel that, oh, we are doing okay, we are fine, nothing is disturbing us, everything is okay. But I tell you the truth, more than just attending church services on Sunday, prayer meeting and Bible studies and doing all these other things, We do need to self-disclose. We do need to think of what we're doing. Some say, I don't do this. I don't drink alcohol. I don't commit fornication or adultery. It's not what you don't do that matters, but it's what you do. So what is it that you don't do? Because there are some unbelievers, some people who do not have faith in Christ. They don't do all of these things. Some unbelievers don't beat their wives. But some Christians do. So my friend, it's not what you don't do that matters, but what you do do. The second thing is we must run with perseverance. Because the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked for us. The third point is this, run the race with a purpose. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, it says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? 
run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself would not be disqualified for a prize. So here you see the Apostle Paul using the analogy of sports. And we know that it is possible to, to live our life as Christians without aim. What is your aim? My friend, the way some Christians run this race doesn't look like the race is to heaven. They run as if the race ends only in this place. But I tell you, it is so clear that we are supposed to have aim where we run. Reasons why we are in this race in the first place. So, if you know that your aim is to run so that you can reach heaven, then what should you be doing? Should you be checking to see that you are doing the right thing? Should you be practicing to live this life so that you be pleasing to God, so that your life will be pleasing to God? That's the question. But hey, my Bible tells me in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19, it said, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, then we are of all people most to be pitied. Hear that. If our aim is just to have the fulfillment that this life brings, my friend, then we do need to be pitied. But no, our aim is not this life. And this is why the material things that you hear preachers preach, the material things that we long for, are not the aim for us to be Christians, for us to be in this race, for us to be pilgrims, for us to be on this pilgrimage. We are heading for something more than gold, for something more than money, for something more than material things. And if that's the case, then we are encouraged in the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 1, which says, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Yes, my brothers and sisters, because we know that our lives today is not about where we are just now. It doesn't end here that we have Christ to look up to. That means it should encourage us to seek the things that are beyond material, the things that are immaterial and the things that are of God. Brothers and sisters, the idea of looking for a new country does not invalidate our blessings here on earth. Before someone gets me wrong, let me make this clear. The fact that we are children of God and living on earth and heavenly bound does not mean that we are exempted from the physical blessings that we can get. 
The problem is, if this physical or material blessing become the sole purpose for which we live for. So, the implication of our text today, in the context that it was written, is that for the heroes of faith, such as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, would be like going back to the country where they were first commanded to evacuate in the first instance. God had promised them a new country, the land of Canaan, but being men of faith, they look beyond the piece of real estate to the heavenly country that God has prepared for them. They recognized that they were on a mission, that they were on a pilgrimage, and that means that they were pilgrims here on this side of eternity. They had their eyes on the real thing, not the real estate, and nothing else, even non-achievements, could not deter them from looking to the infinite price. And the price is, well done, thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Matthew 25, 21. My brothers and sisters, this is the ultimate. This is what I look for. This is what my life is about. This is what I wake up each day thinking. To be welcomed by the host of heaven. To be greeted by Jesus Christ, whom I have preached continuously in my life as a Christian. And this, my friends, should be your hope, your ultimate goal. And this is more than gold and silver and diamond and anything this world can get. Brothers and sisters, as I bring this podcast to a close... May I remind you that seeing and welcoming God's promises will disrupt the rest of your life here on earth. Instead of blending in, the Christian must be different in all ramification. People will stare at you as you journey past this world or when you pitch your tent in town. They will see. They will ask you, who is this? Where did he or she come from? Why does he or she look different? My friend, they will see the joy of the Lord in you. They will hear the joy of the Lord in the sound of your voice. Even when there is no joy, and this is because the joy of the Lord is your strength as a pilgrim. Not the joy of the town. Not the joy of the city. Not the joy of the country. Not the joy of the continent you come from. And finally, my brothers and sisters, we must remember the fact that we are on a pilgrimage to somewhere very special where Jesus Christ is waiting for us. 
And that makes you and I the ultimate pilgrim because we are heading to some special place. God bless you. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I thank you for the privilege that you have given to me to be able to bring this word. And I pray, God, that as many that have heard this podcast, I pray that you will bless them. And Lord, I pray for those who are struggling as pilgrims in this world. I ask, O oh Lord, that you give them the strength. And Lord, we remember, especially our brothers and sisters across the world who are persecuted for their faith. We pray, God, that you will reach out to them. Comfort them, God, in their suffering and strengthen them, O oh God, in their ways. Lord, I seal this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Aguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.